0: Exodus chapter 5, when obeying God doesn't seem to be working out. In the opening verses of this chapter, we see Moses and Aaron doing what good leaders of God's people should do, which is to seek to obey God themselves and then seek to lead his people in obeying God also. They go to Pharaoh to ask for freedom for the people of Israel to take some time off from their labors as slaves of Pharaoh so that they may go out into the wilderness to have a time to worship God. They make this request, not on their own authority, but on the authority of God who sent them. For they preface it with, Thus says the Lord. They make this request for freedom, not so that the people can do their own thing or have their own way, but rather so that they can obey God. In like manner, our freedom in Christ is not so that we can live as we choose, but rather so that we can live as he directs us to live. Pharaoh admits in verse 2, that he does not know God, and based on that truth declares that there is therefore no reason for him to obey God. He actually makes a very good point, because without knowing God, no one will really have a desire to obey Him. But as we come to know Him through Christ as a holy, but also good and loving God, who calls us to obey Him for our own good, then we will want to obey Him. The greater our intimacy with God, the more we will want to obey Him. Pharaoh admits in verses 4 and 5 that he saw the purpose of God's people as being to serve him, not God. This admission is emblematic of sin, Satan, and our flesh, all of which desire to have us serve them rather than God. The enemies of God get very irritated when we seek to serve God rather than them, and they will often then strike back with a vengeance, which is what we see in verses 6 through 9 in Pharaoh's decision to give the people less straw but make them work even harder to make bricks. In verses 10 to 14, we see that the immediate effect of the obedience of Moses and Aaron was to make things worse, not better, for the people of Israel. In verses 15 to 22, we see that the overseers of the slaves, who are fellow Israelites, turn on Moses, and Moses then actually accuses God of having brought evil upon his own people. This is not only a very short-sighted perspective on the part of Moses, but also denies the basic truth of God's essential goodness that is seen in many places in Scripture, such as in James 1.17, Exodus 34.6, 1 Chronicles 16.35, and Psalms 145.9. Not only that, but Moses should have considered the source of this criticism, for these overseers were already in a compromised position for having betrayed their own people. Sometimes we do not immediately see the beneficial effects of our obedience to the Lord. Sometimes it takes time for them to become evident to us. Yet, while the beneficial effects of obeying God are not always immediately apparent to us, we need to know that our obedience brings pleasure to God, no matter what. In 1 Samuel 15.22, the prophet Samuel reflects God's heart when he says, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Proverbs 21.3 declares, To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. When we are in an intimate relationship with God through Jesus Christ, who makes that possible by removing our sin and putting the Spirit of God within us, Then knowing that our obedience pleases God and honors him as Lord of our lives is what will motivate us to obey, even if we don't see any immediate beneficial effects of it in our own lives. Also, God's ways are different from our ways, as Isaiah declares in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. So what to us may seem like a defeat can, in his sovereign hands, often be a victory. This was true when Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery, only to later find out that as a slave in Egypt... God had caused him to rise up to be Pharaoh's right-hand man and be the one in charge of all the grain that Egypt had stored up for the famine in the land so that he could be the one to dispense it to his starving family and thus prevent the line of Messiah from being extinguished. This was also true when God took what looked like a total defeat to the disciples of Jesus and turned his death on the cross into the greatest victory ever seen as it resulted in our freedom from sin, Satan, and death. This is why Romans 8.28 tells us that God is able to work all things together for good for His people. So when obeying God doesn't seem to be working out for us, we need to remember that the beneficial results of it are not always immediately apparent to us, but that it brings great pleasure to our God and can be used in His hands to do more than we could ever imagine or think possible.